0: Congratulations, Mike Evans. Who can forget? Gannon again, looking again. throws up the. That's intercepted! Goal. At the Dan 30. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Here's the snap. Mahomes running to his right. Look out. He may run. Mahomes directly. Oh, toward the end now. Batted Intercepted. Picked off at the end zone. Bucks are going to beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world, and we still have a minute 33 to go. Devin White, what a great second season. That's it for KC. Bucks are the Super Bowl champs. They can't stop the clock. We call them the Salty Dogs.
1: Welcome everybody to the Salty Dogs podcast. Yes. I'm Scott Smith. I'm Jeff Ryan. And we're the Salty Dogs. We are. And we are happy for the fourth week in a row. Totally,
2: totally nuts.
1: Four, four game winning streaks are fun.
2: You know, life <laughs> just got smoother. And you know what? The coffee tastes better all of a sudden.
1: I don't like coffee. So
2: Who knew? Know.
1: Um... No, we had a we had a hot chocolate station in the press box too. That was new. Oh yeah,
2: well that was um, that was uh, Danielle Burns as I know. And not she had the she little... did a terrific job and a she little... made it
1: very festive with these little jars filled with like yeah chocolate covered and yogurt covered pretzels, pretzels and little candies and yeah stuff. yeah it was
2: very good. It was a nice treat. It,
1: it made it very festive, and so did the win. Yeah. I thought Uh,
2: Did it? I didn't notice on Christmas Eve.
1: (laughs) I thought the locker—I made a point of saying this to a couple people on Wednesday when we were here in the locker room for the open locker room session. Uh The locker room was very lively this week. Like, a lot of guys in different pockets were having a lot of fun and being loud and joking around. Before
2: before the game or after? On Wednesday,
1: before the game. Oh, here,
2: yes. Yeah, I I thought— The vibe.
1: I thought the vibe was fantastic in the locker room, and that doesn't necessarily mean anything, you know? But— Afterwards, if you try to make connections, you can go, well, she, you could tell they were loose. You yeah. know, they're feeling it. And they, there could be something to that. It's I, not I really
2: quantifiable. It, well, no, but I think there's a lot to it. I think uh, the cohesiveness um, of the team is really coming together. And I keep thinking about what Dave Canales had said in the very, very beginning, that it was going to take a little bit of time. And it just seems like it's, it's coming together. And when you have success, of course, it breeds success. Yes, so, yeah. success it? breeds belief. There you go.
1: And then that makes the you know the players are buying in; they know it works. Right. Um, well, it
2: has been for the last four weeks. Yeah,
1: we're talking about now a thirty to twelve win over Jacksonville, which really wasn't even that close. They got a couple garbage time touchdowns when the Bucks were playing the kind of defense that you play in order to make them run the clock off. Right. Right. Um, and uh, before that, they. The Jaguars couldn't do much of it all. I mean, they put up some yards, especially in the passing game, not in the running game. Right. But the Buccaneers' defense was swarming and creating turnovers. Four of them, in fact. After which we scored. immediately. Yeah. Yeah, the first drive, Devin White. Yeah. Which is an interesting story. That's
2: a whole other thing.
1: So we didn't talk about it a lot last week. Well, Uh, there was really nothing to talk about. I thought it had been kind of...
2: Talked about more than it should have been. Talked out. Yeah.
1: But Devin had... Not played for three weeks, and um, uh, Coach Bowles had told him before the Green Bay trip. On he told Coach Bowles before the Green Bay trip that he didn't think he was ready to go. Right. Um, he had been dealing with a foot injury. Well, he came back in this game and did not start the game. KJ Britt did, he which did. gives you the impression that he was that Devin White was was there to play in nickel packages. Uh-huh. Now, the thing that happened was – We played a lot of nickel. They played a, about 87% of their snaps with three receivers, so we were in nickel pretty much the whole game. Mm-hmm. So Devin White actually went back to playing almost a whole game. Yeah. And K.J. Britt only played three snaps.
2: Right. Crazy, right? Uh, but the good news is they both can play.
1: We like both of them. Right. Yeah, that's good. And uh, so Devin White makes the story just – I mean, you can't, you can't write this stuff. Uh, first drive, third down, he intercepts the pass. Right. Uh, and it was a really nice play. Too. Which
2: which just ignited the whole stadium. And when that happened, you kind of thought, okay, fine. And not only that, but they scored. So when you start scoring off of turnovers, that's everything.
1: Yes, I agree. And we scored on th- the first three. The last one, we weren't really even trying that hard to score anymore. after the. Um, no, no, no. It looked like things. Fumbled. Yeah,
2: it looked like uh the foot got off the gas pedal there in the second half.
1: I thought that to me the moment that made me feel, you know, there's sometimes these games are winning mm-hmm. even in this point double digit lead. You should be feeling good but I tend to think I'm waiting for the shoe to drop. I shouldn't feel that way.
2: I just remember I, can't this, help it. I just remember 28 to 3. That's yeah. all I ever remember. <laughs> and you're never and I also remember some of our games were we we're ahead.
1: Well, in like the Houston game, you thought you had that one. Well, one. yeah. So the moment where I stopped feeling that way was, so they get the ball to start the second half. Right. Um,
2: they beat we're winning Jacksonville. Jacksonville.
1: They're winning. We're winning 20 to nothing. We're total control in the first half. Yep. But I'm thinking if they go down here and score on this one, it's going to be a game. And then if they can stop us and get another one, you know, then I'm going to start to worry a little bit because right. Jacksonville's sure. a good team and You're Trevor Lawrence good. is a good quarterback, yep. so you don't expect them to continue yeah. to struggle on offense. Although he did, and right. then he got hurt, and apparently he's not practicing tomorrow because of a shoulder sprain. Right. Um, then Yaya diabi breaks through, sacks him. This is on the first drive of the second. I know, I know. Sacks him, forces a fumble, recovers a fumble, and it's a short field, and the Bucks score another touchdown. It's twenty-seven nothing. And at this point, I'm like, okay. All right, this this is in the bag. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't think of that because you could blow But a, it was Christmas the, Eve. The Buccaneers have never blown a twenty seven point lead to lose a game. No. So um they, I think they blew a twenty six
2: point lead. Uh well No, can, no, no. It was twenty six to three at the half back when the LA Rams uh, Oh yeah, did that, that it. was yeah. a Sunday night game, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that was you're right, twenty six points,
1: yes. That was League. the game where that was the game where um Ty J. Armstrong had like an eighty one yard touchdown.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a that was a. I don't was, even want to talk about that game. So let's.
1: It wasn't. It wasn't. The, it wasn't like the indie game in o2 though, because the, no. what year was that?
2: What uh, twenty six to three? Oh, I 92, want to say 92-93. 92-93, Yeah. Um, something in that neighborhood.
1: Well, I, you know, it, but it wasn't. That wasn't like. Oh, it ruined the season. You know, it was a good season. And oh then, yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah. No, I know what you're
1: saying. Uh, yeah, So uh, actually, the biggest lead we've. Oh, we have blown.
2: Yeah. No, no, we've yeah. blown
1: the highest the biggest lead we've ever blown was 25 points in 1987 to lose 31-28 to the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. I was not in St. Louis then. That was I was in my first year of college November 8th, 1987. No, no, yeah, that's right. Um then the game you're talking about is tied for second cuz we blew a 24-point lead against Washington, you remember? That's the oh, Kirk Cousins game. You like that? And then the one you're talking about was a 24-point lead.
2: Uh-huh. So Okay.
1: I was right to feel confident at 27. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So I lost everything there. I'm, well, I'm done. Start us back up. Again. What you're
2: What you're talking about is when they finally, when you had that last lead, well, haven't, um, you finally felt comfortable in the game. I never really feel comfortable. I begin to, but I always think, okay, don't, don't get overly excited just yet. Just. Keep going, stay in the game, stay focused. Yeah. What are we doing here?
1: I wasn't too worried no. after that. And then we got another field goal because Chase McLaughlin, knocking wow. the wood, never yeah. misses. No, He's up to 26 of 28 this right. year. He made a 51-yarder. He's 6 for 7 on 50-plus yarders. And he's tied right now with Connor Barth, who had a 26 of 28 season uh-huh. for the best field goal percentage in team history Right in a season. The guy's made 15 in a row. I'm knocking on wood, everyone. Uh-huh. I'm knocking on wood. I don't like to talk about it either. I don't want to feel like a jinx, but it, you can't not ever talk about how well your kicker's doing. Yes. You, I mean, I waited until he hit 15 in a row to mention that he hit 15 in a row. I didn't I say know. he had 12 in a row before that game. Well, you know,
2: you, you know people don't, you know, we always say, don't say what's going to happen. Well, we were in somewhere deep into the third quarter or where wherever we were, and I went, I wonder when the last time we had a shutout. And I pulled the book out flipped it open where's my yellow marker I found my yellow marker highlighted it it's been a while yeah it Has well been? no it's only like uh, 20 I think it was. Who did we shut out in twenty? Uh, I think I, I'd have to remember. off the I, I don't remember who it was.
1: I'll tell you. But
2: it wasn't very. It wasn't very long ago. I was kind of surprised by it. Uh, that it was, was that soon.
1: It was. No, you're wrong, by the way. When?
2: Oh no, ten. It was yeah, 2010. 2010 I knew it had a twenty in it somewhere, Scott. <laughs> well, most of them
1: do. Oh, um, it was twenty-one zero over San Francisco in on Halloween
2: in 2010. Okay, so there you go. So it was a long time ago. It 13, was a long time 13 ago. years ago. But I highlighted it, and of course they scored. And I was like, ah. ah uh, but we did pitch a first-half shutout yeah. for the first time since,
1: I don't know, remember, you saw mm-hmm. my note. It's been a while. 2021, maybe. Right. Uh, the, so that was fun. Um, Baker Mayfield. Uh, it, Can you
2: say more than that?
1: <laughs> Dude, we need to say more than that. Uh, this, The Bucks. Or streaking right now, the offense is scoring twenty-eight or twenty-nine points per game over the last four weeks, and the biggest reason is Baker Mayfield. Right, I mean it's all coming together like what you said about Dave Canales. It's uh-huh. true, mm-hmm. but Baker's playing out of his mind right now. Very much so. If I, you can't call this last one his best game since he had a perfect passer rating the week before in Green <laughs> Bay,
2: but he was just yeah, what a bummer. He had a rough game last <laughs> week. Jeez, what's he doing?
1: He uh, not turning the ball over. Yep. And
2: taking advantage of opportunities. Um, I just get so concerned Like when, he, when starts, he fights for the yardage. When he fights for the yardage, and I just, like, bake.
1: Come on. You're not going to take that out of him, man. No, you, you can't, can't
2: take it. You can't, no. It's part of who he is. That's it. That's, that's It's part just, of why the team loves him. Well, well, as Tristan Wirth said, uh, number six, he's a little guy, but he's fiery. <laughs> he's a little guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Only in the NFL would Baker Mayfield be considered a little yeah,
2: guy. Yeah, I, I love. I loved it. But when you stand next to Tristan Wirfs, he it, could be a little is guy. Not a little guy. Yeah,
1: Tristan Wirfs is not a little guy. So,
2: um, yeah, I think Baker just is uh, – I like what he said. He said he's having more fun now than he has in the last five years. Yeah. So look at his five years. If that you go back, a, that includes being – A very good playoff season with Cleveland in 18. And, yeah, and then also just being – Picked number First one, all, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's having more fun, yeah. and I think that's why he's playing so well.
1: He's, they need to go back to making those. Uh, I don't remember what company it was. Those commercials, though, where the stadium was his house. Progressive, Progressive. Yeah, that's not great when you remember the ad, but not who what the ad was well, for. And that's he, not great for the company.
2: <laughs> there was a. They did well years ago. There was a. Uh, there's an ad for Elka Seltzer, and it was plop plop, plop
1: fizz, fizz fizz. Oh, what, what a relief, relief it is! is.
2: People could sing the song, but they couldn't remember. Really? Yeah, and also um, was there was there was also uh, that commercial where he, he um, some guy eats a pizza. I don't
1: remember and, that one. Yeah,
2: well, and it was the same thing. It was really funny, but you couldn't remember the product. Which
1: was the which was the um, uh, which was the detergent brand for ancient Chinese secret? Huh? No, remember idea. that one. No,
2: I have no idea. Jeez.
1: What? I don't know. Okay. So, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Uh, what was he in this game? Let's see. 20. I think it was like 26. Yeah, a, his
2: passing rating was down. Yeah. <laughs> he was That's down to, I think, 123. 116.7. Oh, okay. Close what a enough. disappointment. Yeah, geez. What, a, he's what at, a slug. It can't stay consistent.
1: Over the last four weeks, his pass rating is, is uh, just a little north of 110, yeah. which is uh, third in the NFL in that span. Yeah. Actually, Derek Carr is fourth, by the way. He's playing oh. better lately than people realize. Mm. But um, not as explosive this time. He didn't have quite the same. Like last week, he had he averages something like 13.2 yards per attempt, which is a huge number. Right. Um, this one wasn't quite as explosive, but he's getting the job done. And, and moving the chains. Yeah. Moving the chains. What were we again? Last week, we were over 50% in third down rate. This week, 10 of 19. And that includes at the end when we're running the ball – All the time, basically, although he did still complete some third downs. And it's Chris Godwin. People a few weeks ago were concerned Mm -hmm. about Chris Godwin's role in the offense, Mm -hmm. why he wasn't getting the ball. Right. Over the last two weeks or three weeks, you've seen why he has always been and remains extremely important in this offense. And you see it because Baker finds him on third down all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's yep. Chris Godwin.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He did it multiple times again in this game. Did it multiple times in the Green Bay game. Godwin doesn't have a thousand yards yet, although he might get there. Uh-huh. He obviously doesn't have the touchdown totals no. that Mike Evans has. Nope. But if you look a little closer, he has been just as important to this offense as he's ever been.
2: He doesn't have as many catches, but he has key catches. Yeah, he's got a lot huge. though. He does yeah.
1: lead the league in recep- I mean, yeah. the team in receptions by the right. way.
2: Right, but but a lot of them are that oh, boy, we really need this, and there's Chris making the scoop. Yep. And so that is – that I think – I don't know. It just it, – the offense actually just – it it just looks like it's working. Now, I know it is, but you know how sometimes when you see a play and it's it just doesn't – there's no flow to it? Yeah. I've just – in the last few weeks, I'll say Green Bay and last week against Jacksonville. There, it just seems so fluid. It just seems so, here we go, marching down. You felt good about it. It wasn't like, oh, you got to make some crazy play to get the first down.
1: I'll say something about the offense in the, over the last month that I think Dave Canales would really like because it kind of echoes some of the things he's been talking about. Okay. It looks like in each of these last four games, the offense has answers For whatever they come up against, whatever situations, third and eight, third and seven, third and three. We've been fantastic in third short, by the way. Uh Um, And it has answers for whatever the opposing defense decides to do.
2: I'm glad you mentioned that because he's on the Todd Bowles show that's Mm going to go tonight. And then you can catch it on Buccaneers.com. Did you say something about that? He talked about how, as time has gone on, he's learned how to make adjustments to what is being shown. Exactly. And that is exactly what you're saying.
1: A couple times in recent weeks he said he's gotten better at um, knowing when to pull certain things yep. out of the bag. He's like, I went to something too early. We needed to get it set up more,
2: mm-hmm. and it would
1: have worked better at a different time in the game. He
2: talked about that. Don't get so anxious to make the big splash play. Mm-hmm. Let it let it unfold.
1: I'm sure if I was an offensive coordinator and I had my suite of plays ready to go for a game, I'd have three or four that I was really excited about, right? some that you just...
2: Well, you have to be excited about it, but your quarterback has to be excited
1: right. about it. Right, and what I'm saying is, it would be hard not to just dial that one up right away.
2: Right. Well,
1: but sometimes they need to be set up, mm-hmm. and that's one thing that this offense has been doing a great job of the last month is designing and running plays that are set up by th- stuff we've done before.
2: I think the running game really wasn't that good on Sunday. It wasn't. No, but I did not think the running game was not good during the game does that make any sense well
1: part of it was i mean we ended up with 1.9 yards per carry right so that's obviously not good but for the most of the second half or at least a good portion of it Mm -hmm. we were running the ball into the teeth of a defense that knew we were we're running
2: running, yeah because we were not going to throw it at that point
1: we just wanted to burn the clock
2: but it didn't you know kind of just like to me it just didn't feel like oh boy we're in trouble i i I guess maybe it's because yeah you know and and but then after i looked at the The numbers weren't very good yeah and i was like how did I miss that? Yeah. But I guess we didn't need it. Well, you needed to still run the in ball. In the beginning, yeah. To kill the clock, yes. Well,
1: and also just to have, be able it. to play action off of it
2: and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Keep so. everybody honest. What was your favorite part about that? Oh, game?
1: yeah, that's, what I'm spo- that's supposed to be my
2: question. Okay.
1: Um, you can ask. favorite me. part was probably, as I said before, the Yaya Diabi force fumble play because that's just – it's like in – it was like in both Super Bowls when you got to that moment where you thought, okay, that's it. We uh-huh. get, we've got this. Now, those were obviously much more important games, but I've had that feeling at that moment.
2: My my favorite was zero over zero. Zero, zero tackling zero.
1: Oh, yeah, that was cool. And we noted that, too.
2: Never been said. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you looked it up? Well, how could zero and zero? Oh, okay, earlier this year. Okay, I'll make you feel better. Zero and zero has never been uttered by Gene Decker off okay. until yeah. Sunday. How's that? <laughs> 35 years. In,
1: in case in anybody case, out there doesn't in, know in, what Jeff is talking yeah. about, uh, this is the first year that players have been allowed to use the jersey number zero. Right. Um, there's only a handful more on the league because – not a lot of guys changed numbers, so they need to be guys new to teams. Uh-huh. So, Yaya Diaby, a draft pick, chose zero.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: for the Jaguars, Calvin Ridley, who they'd acquired in a trade the year before, but this was his first year playing for the team, chose zero for them. Uh-huh. And on an attempted end-around in the first half, Yaya made an amazing play, figured out what was going on, and somehow got there and tripped him up for a loss of 12. Yep. So, it was, a, it was zero on zero violence. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, Jeff. That Which, was a good choice. I
2: was kind of hoping that it was zero. Uh, it, it wasn't zero. Ga- well, I guess it would be zero gain, but it was negative 12. So <laughs> Yeah, I like you know, negative would it 12 just better. Be, it would just would have been zero, zero, zero. For zero? zero. <laughs> yeah, just for stati- statisticians who would appreciate <laughs> those numbers. For game purposes, I yeah, like yes. the negative
1: 12 a little uh, bit
2: more. Very much so. Also, it was zero hour. Yes. Oh, very good. I also liked between the third and fourth corner quarter, 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 Santa Claus on the pirate ship playing the guitar. <laughs> I did like that. That was
1: pretty neat. It was
2: very cool. Very, very cool. He was shredding. Hey, getting it done. It's Santa Man was the the song. San, you got it. Santa Man? But yeah, because I think the song Sandman.
1: We've got so much left to cover here. Really? I'm looking at my
2: notes. What else you got? Well. it it not it amazing when you win like that? It's a lot of stuff to talk about. Oh, there
1: was a point. It's one of those games where there was a point where so much was happening that involved me having to look up and tweet out notes that it was like hectic. Yeah. It was because they kept, they were going like this, like this. We,
2: we like when it's hectic for you because we use a lot of your stuff <laughs> when you're tweeting and you and I communicate during yeah, the game. I can tell And you. it's very, very, and I'll say this. I can look stuff up also. The problem is if Scott does it, then I know it's absolutely correct and I don't have to worry about it. I got actually. And, and this is kind of my broadcast crew. This is how they are, right? Post game show, I say to Dave Moore during commercial break, Oh, just so you know, we only need one win. We'll, uh, we'll win the division, no matter what anybody else does. We just need one out of two. He pauses, he looks at me, he goes, Is that true? <laughs> I go, What do you mean? Is that true? He goes, yeah, is that true? Really? If I say it, is that going to be oh, right? Yeah, yeah, right. And I said, Yeah, I'm telling you. And then everybody's like looking at me like, I, I have no idea, Savannah, passing, passing the, the book under the, door. the book, um, it's a tradition. Which is a, real, a win streak because she's been very yeah, consistent we have to time keep wise. Doing this. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's why I like taking your stuff because I know it'll be factual unless you retweet and say, oops, my bad.
1: Yeah, I was going to say. And then I, I can blame
2: you and I don't care. Then. I
1: did get one slightly wrong because when Levante David got a sack, it gave him 33.5 in his career. Uh-huh. And I said that he passed. I looked at my chart and saw he that put him past JPP, and I said he passed JPP for ninth. And then after I tweeted that, I realized, oh, oh Brad Culpeper and JPP were tied, so he passed wow. both of them into eighth.
2: Oh. So it wasn't— wow. Just one.
1: It wasn't so much that it was wrong. It just wasn't complete.
2: Ah. Uh, see, that's
1: good. Or it was just a little bit. It was a teeny bit wrong. All
2: right. But still—
1: Um so we were talking about the Bucks on third down. Mm-hmm. Now the Bucks' third down defense, which was such an enormous problem for the first half of the season, has been a lot better in the second half, yeah. especially of late. Mm-hmm. Held Jacksonville to three of nine. Now what's interesting about that is that Jacksonville had three third down conversions by the nine-minute mark in the second quarter, which means they did not convert another third down for the rest of the game. That's crazy. That's – I mean, there's at least once – Well, they didn't get it on third, but then did get it on fourth. Wow. But, um, yeah, and only 39 rushing yards allowed. Travis Etienne had a total from scrimmage of 29 plus, so 48 yards from scrimmage. He'd been averaging around 100. Mm -hmm. Didn't score. His numbers were very much like Rashad White's coming in the game. And uh, we really held him in check.
2: Which is what we're supposed to do.
1: Yeah. Evan Ingram did end up catching ten passes, but only averaged nine point five. Uh-huh. Calvin really did catch two touchdowns, so that probably made some fantasy football semifinal differences.
2: I don't know. I don't. I I was thinking about that that game, and you know, it, it was a four o'clock game, so it was kind of a long day to begin with. But I just think it was all around a really, really good. Maybe. Well, what was I going to say? But, how was our kicking? Our kicking, how was our, was how was our punting?
1: 51-yard average.
2: Okay. He needs to work on that one. <laughs> um, how about in the San Francisco game, the punter get, getting a uh, personal foul? Did he? Yeah, he hit a guy going out of bounds. I on must a, have missed on that on part. A, Yeah. But I was like, really?
1: Bal- the, ba- <laughs> the punter. The
2: punter? Really? Baltimore um,
1: kicked the crap out of San Francisco. Yeah,
2: well, I, you know, it's funny. Uh, I just – this past weekend games, I don't know. A lot of people didn't feel really good about this game. Jacksonville and the Buccaneers, everyone was kind of thinking, well, Jacksonville, this is, you know, they're on a three-game losing streak, so they really need it. It's going to be.
1: they did need it. And
2: they, yeah, and they didn't get it. And it kind of set the tone is that you just don't know uh, when you go ahead and look at Kansas City losing to the Raiders.
1: Yeah, and we were talking about how, you were talking about how, the Bucks' offense right now is really in a groove, and I was saying they have answers for everything. Patrick Mahomes and, and the Chiefs, they're not finding answers right no, now. Not at all. That game, yeah. I, you kept waiting because at some they, point they're going to pull out of it, and well, they just never did. Yeah,
2: especially when it, when it got to less than two, two scores in the fourth quarter. I always look at a game and say, with a team like Kansas City, if you go into the fourth quarter and you're down by two scores – you got a chance of winning that game
1: with the chiefs. He's yeah. proven it time and
2: time again, right. but
1: not as much this season.
2: No, no, uh, a major struggle. And then uh, the Dallas Cowboys can't win on the road. They're, yeah. Which you know,
1: could end up being relevant for us. Yes. In a few weeks.
2: Yep. They, they're struggling. Um, Buffalo didn't dominate, but they did win. That's
1: all you need to do. And man. that's
2: all you need to do. Um, but I, I just, I just think it's like, every, it, it's like everybody says, when a team gets hot in December, you're on a roll. So the question is, we, I think, now have either we're tied for the second-longest win streak right I now at four because San Francisco was at six, but they lost, so don't have a win streak I, anymore. I think
1: it's Baltimore and then us.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Um, and Baltimore looks fantastic. So, uh, Yeah, they,
2: did. The, they look
1: pretty good. You're, so I think a, a companion note to what you're saying is that the NFC field, playoff field, seems to have contracted on itself mm-hmm. a little bit, and... We've been focused on the Bucks winning a division title, right. but you know, just like nobody believed in the Bucks to start the season, you know that the probably majority of analysts out there think, okay, yeah, maybe they'll win the division, but then they won't do anything in the
2: playoffs. That's what everyone's been saying. And
1: that's fair, it I is. guess, because we were four and seven just four weeks ago,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it feels a little different right now. Right. Like... I might have felt that way
2: four weeks ago. Maybe we
1: can win the division, but come on.
2: Yeah, people are finally, people go, well, it's against Jacksonville, so you have a quality win, which, throw, I. What about the Green Bay one? Well, that's what I'm saying, but that's what I mean. Atlanta. I I think any win you have is a quality win, because Carolina beats the Texans, and the Texans are in a wild card hunt right now. Right. So, I'll tell you the teams that are hot right now, my opinion. The Rams. The Rams, the Seahawks and the Buccaneers.
1: Uh, the Seahawks.
2: Eh. Well, they just won two. In a, they're they're two right in there. A row. They're, they're right there. Baltimore.
1: Oh, you're just talking NFC. Right, NFC.
2: Teams that, oh, teams yeah, in teams the that NFC. were falling off by the wayside well, now all of a sudden surging.
1: I think Detroit has righted the ship a little bit. Philly, Philly looks like they're in a little bit of trouble. That's what I'm talking about. Detroit did beat us pretty handily, so yeah. we can't talk any crap. So well, did Philly.
2: With Detroit, you're going to find out what they're made of when they go and play Dallas. Right. This week.
1: Yeah, because Dallas has been great at home. A- a- Correct. Um, don't know what we should root for there. We can't move. It, it probably doesn't matter a whole lot. Mm-hmm. We can't move higher than four now. Correct. Because we're now three games back of Philly, Detroit, mm-hmm. and uh, San Francisco. And
2: there's only two, two games, games left. left. so that's, I can do the math.
1: That's out of the picture. Right. Um, so it really doesn't matter if Detroit wins more. It doesn't matter to us.
2: No, but, it, but the beauty is if you win your division, you're going to get a um, a playoff game at home, which mm-hmm. helps you out. Yeah.
1: And almost certainly the five seed, the top wild card, is going to be whoever doesn't win the East. Yeah, Dallas, Dallas or, or Philly.
2: I think it's going to be Dallas.
1: Yeah, Philly's gonna, Philly's last two games are Arizona and the Giants. Yeah. Who, just,
2: now, the Giants did play pretty decently near the end last night. Well, yeah, but still. It I was know. too
1: much to overcome. Well,
2: that's true. But you just don't know. Anyway,
1: the point being, the Bucks are locked into the four just like last year. If they clinch the division, it's mm-hmm. not done yet. No, 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 nope. Uh, they'll be playing at home, probably maybe against the same team they did last year. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't feel like it's just ceremonial. And they get in, and then they lose, and they're out. Right. I, the way we're playing now, the way Philly is kind of, kind of looked non-dominant. Mm-hmm. Their offense isn't really clicking right now. Their defense has had problems all year. Right. Detroit. Looks good in a lot of ways, but their defense has some issues and they've been a little up and down. Right. Um, San Fran. I don't read too much into this loss to Baltimore uh, because Baltimore has beaten the crap out of a lot of good teams. Right.
2: Well, I think San Francisco struggled when they they lost uh,
1: Trent Williams. Yeah,
2: Trent Williams, and they were moving people around. They lost a couple. They lost their center. So you start. Losing your old lineman, it help, in the middle, that's yeah, for sure. it's not going to help. And you're playing from behind, so yeah. that's the other side.
1: Well, when they had the three-game losing streak a while back, um, they were missing their guys. Trent Williams, and right. – uh, was it Debo? One of the. Yeah. One of and I
2: think out. I think that's the other thing is you have to play good in December, as as obviously we are, but you also have to be healthy. You got to get a yeah. little. You got to get have a little luck on your health. And and
1: just s- like we did in 2020, right? Where we're you, having that again. luck right. on wood.
2: Yes. And so what's what's nice is for the Buccaneers, they need to win one out of two. Preferably they beat the Saints because we just love beating the Saints. And uh, you will lock it up and have it. Interesting question during the postgame show uh, with Todd was... I know what you're going to say. Are you going to rest your starters? It sounded like no. Well, two answers he gave that I really loved. The first one was... Because the question was, are you going to rest your starters so you can give some playing time? And his response was, we're playing rookies now. We're playing people trying to get them. Right. So we really don't have that luxury of, you know, putting people down and waiting. So. Yeah, that, but you could. Yeah, you can. You
1: could rest. You could play Kyle Trask. Right.
2: But then he said, I felt like last year when we played Atlanta, we sat people down and we lost our mojo. Right which I thought was it makes okay. me
1: believe that if we're in a similar situation, he's not going to do that. Yeah.
2: And I think I would treat it, you know, people go, Oh, you know, you can't get a guy hurt. Like, no That's kidding. True. That's obvious. But I think if you treat it more or less like a, I don't know, you play him the first half and if you get up 20, 25 points, you pull him, right? You, yeah. know, you know what I'm saying? If you get a nice lead,
1: it's a, it's a tough one though. Like last but year, do you,
2: but, but does it feel better to be 10 and seven than nine and eight?
1: Yeah, for sure. Okay. But it, I just want us to be over 500 so nobody so we don't have two consecutive. Right. Of course but, if we're under 500 we probably didn't win the division.
2: Correct. Um Yeah, 10 and 7 looks good. And that's and that's kind of the and, and that's that's like
1: Plus that would mean it was a 6 game winning streak.
2: Yeah. And that's the other side. Well, and see that's the other we're going to play fan here. So, do you take a loss before you get to the playoffs so you can start a new win streak? <laughs> or is it better to just keep the win streak going and you go, oh, maybe we got I'll, too many in a row? No, no, just
1: point to 2020.
2: Okay, I'm just the I'm just All playing you do the is fan. Point to point You know, And you know how I hate power rankings? Yes. Okay, but we're 12. Legitimately. We're, we, we went up I, to 12. We were on 10th one. on
1: the NFL.com. Oh,
2: were you? We got to 12. And I'm trying to figure out why we're only 12 because <laughs> I looked at the other teams and I went, this is stupid. <laughs> But I, just, but I just read that because I do the salty dogs with you. That's the only reason why I read that stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. You, and you, I'm not reading any mock drafts right now, just so you know. It's to so your, don't ask.
1: It's to your point, uh, you know, the team that, that peaks at the right time. Mm-hmm. You know, the Eagles looked at one point this season like they were the class of the NFC. Yeah. Um, San Francisco looks like it right now, but and, and it's just one loss. But if they have any more stumbles, they won't really be peaking. Right. Detroit... Dallas definitely not peaking right now. Um, you said Seattle's playing well, but I don't yeah. think they're the class of the conference. Mm-hmm. Bucks could be the team that's peaking, just like they were in twenty twenty. Yeah, uh, but, came out of the bye at seven and five, and nobody thought of them as prime Super Bowl contenders. Right, and then just ran the table the right. rest of the way.
2: As as good as I feel right now, I am. Cautious.
1: Yeah, okay. Because you don't want be- to get hurt. Because
2: in the beginning of the season, we were three and one, and I was feeling really yeah, good. I know you were. I remember. And that. then things kind of went south. However, I still am in the hunt for when I said I thought we were going to have 10 wins this year. Oh, yeah. So I'm still in the hunt.
1: I, we're going to be, we are favored not by much this week, and right. I'm sure we'll be favored in Carolina. Right. So,
2: well, Carolina is dangerous because that they're looking the, decent right, lately. I don't like they, that. They've always had a pretty decent defense. The yeah. problem is they're imploding every other place, but you got guys playing on tape. And that's the other thing is when a new head coach comes in, probably there's going to be one since they fired their head yeah. coach, he's going to look at the tape and say, who was playing when it didn't matter. -hmm. Who's who you know? So, if you're a professional, you're all in. So, I mean, and a lot of guys don't want to get hurt or whatnot, but end of the day, your tape don't lie.
1: Did you see the coin flip thing in Green Bay?
2: I did. I thought that was very generous of the official.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Didn't have to do that. I used to try to get people on that technicality when we were doing the coin flip and flag football games because you have to say deferred. Yeah. I think. And none of the refs would ever let me do it. They're like, mm-hmm. no, that's then, what they meant. Yeah. But in the NFL could have. Um, mm-hmm. What we're talking about here is that for some reason, Jair Alexander, who just returned to play after being out for a while, wasn't one of the team captains, wasn't even supposed to be out there. Well,
2: he went out there because it was his hometown.
1: I know, but I, don't, I think that was unbeknownst to everybody else yeah. that he was going to do that. And then he's the one who, after they win the toss, he says something like, we'll be on defense. Which is not the same thing as saying we'll defer. Right. So after, if they'd, have, if they'd have been strict on that, then they would have turned to the other team, Panthers, right? And said, mm-hmm. okay, do you want the ball? No. Yeah. The, the, uh, then the Panthers would have had the choice in the second half, and they would have chosen the ball. So they would have had the ball to start both halves. Right. You have to say we defer our choice, and then the other team chooses the ball mm-hmm. for the first half. Yeah. And then in the second half, you choose the ball. Which is what almost every team does now, uh-huh. but you have to say the words "defer," yeah. and he didn't. So you're right that that ref was generous. He said something like, "Did you mean defer?"
2: Yeah, I. Uh, and
1: then he said afterwards he didn't know he had to say that. You
2: know, it's funny how how things happen on the field that, that someone has changed how I do our broadcast, and I'll give you an example. In '99, with the Bird Manual rule, we didn't have a sideline reporter then, Right. and we couldn't get information of what was going on. Oh, really? And I made I went okay from here on out, sideline reporter.
1: And TJ Reason. And we wrong. had one.
2: So the other thing I did, you remember when they got when the official got the coin toss wrong? Yes. All right. So from that point on, we carry the coin toss live because I want to know exactly what's going on, and if something crazy happens. You able, got it covered, uh, right. right. But, yeah, I, it, it's funny that the most basic things like a coin <laughs> toss is becoming very, very difficult. <laughs> um, I mean, either say heads or tails. Defer or what do you say? If you don't not you take defer? The ball. Uh, if, you're, if you're not uh,
1: deferring, you have to say I'd take the ball. Okay,
2: so the words are take ball, deferred.
1: Those are the two choices. Okay. You should not be saying anything else. Okay. Famously, the Bucks in a um, – I can't remember who the coach was – but in a overtime game in New England on an incredibly bad weather day,
2: mm-hmm.
1: won the coin toss to start overtime, but chose oh. direction
2: uh, rather, rather than... than
1: taking the ball oh. because the weather was so bad and they felt like that was an advantage. Me. But the Patriots mm-hmm.
2: drove sure. right
1: down for the game-winning field goal or touchdown. Oh, wow. You don't want to do that. Uh, uh, I think it might have been um, I do not Ray agree. Perkins.
2: Oh, it was before my time. Oh, yeah,
1: it was before both of us. That okay,
2: time. that's good, because I was going to go. Mm.
1: You would have expected to remember that, yeah, right? Yeah, I
2: don't know. That's pretty that's crazy. Great. But that's out, That's putting analytics to a whole new uh, <laughs> level, which is the numbers don't lie, but they can get you in trouble. 1988, that so was Perkins. Okay. All right, so I wasn't responsible then.
1: <laughs> okay, um, next thing on my notes here. Uh-huh. Zion McCollum. So after the Green Bay game,
0: mm-hmm.
1: when we figured that Carlton Davis was coming back. Right. So you'd have Davis and Dean healthy. Coach Bulls was asked, since Zion's played so well, is there any chance you might rotate corners to keep him involved? Right. And Coach said, well, we don't really rotate corners. That's not a position we rotate no. at. But we do want to get keep putting Zion on the field, so we're going to – come up with ways to do so. Yeah. And then at near the beginning of the game, we see, oh, Zion is playing safety.
2: Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah, very much
1: so. That second safety spot next to Winfield, who we're going to have to talk about at great length mm. soon, uh, has really been a revolving door. And and right now it seems to be a mix-and-match Solution. Uh-huh. So um, Zion got some action. Ryan Neal got some action. Dee Delaney got a lot
2: of action. Yeah, D. Delaney.
1: Kayvon Merriweather got some too, but I think that was because Antoine went out for a while.
2: Coach calls D. Delaney the Army Swiss, Swiss yeah, knife.
1: Swiss Army knife. Uh, Swiss Army knife. There you go. Um, so it's kind of like we have different ways of filling that spot. Yeah. And it's not just one star at this point, but it was interesting to see Zion McCollum in the mix. And I was uh, talking to Casey Phillips after the game. Texting with her and sh- and um, and she had interviewed Zion before yep. the game. He right. Did,
2: well, he did. Um, Bucks Total Access okay. last week, which you can get on Bucks. And Com. by the
1: way, she loved him.
2: Oh, he was really, really good. Very enlightening. I didn't hear it. Oh, I it's apologize. Really, very good.
1: Huh. However,
2: however, he is um, hitting himself a little bit, going dole because he could have had an interception.
1: <laughs> well, that's been happening a lot. I you? know.
2: Um, so then he didn't
1: end up playing a lot of safety because Carlton Davis suffered a concussion, and then he moved down. Oh, no. He's been so helpful. Um, but anyways, the the Casey Phillips story that she told me that he said on the broadcast, and so maybe you heard mm-hmm. it, that you know he has a twin brother.
2: Yeah, I know the story about and how he became he, in the position. The coach,
1: they were twins, and they were on the same team, and the coach wanted Zion to play safety and his brother to play corner right but he got them confused
2: because they're twins
1: <laughs> he got them confused and put them at the wrong spots right. and, and then diane just stayed there
2: and the kids were uh taught not to question authority so <laughs> that they, just, they <laughs> just basically went along with it and <laughs> said okay fine you know if you say so because you're questioning authority because, to go to coach. i'm
1: actually zion but
2: what happened is you had to you had to um you had to try out for the position and that's okay. what was so funny about it. It, it. So yeah. But now Were they wearing the same jersey number? I don't know. But now uh he said it kind of worked out for him. It so. did a little bit. He made the NFL. <laughs> and his brother did too. Yeah, is he currently on a team? He is with the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, he was. I'm not sure is, he still. He's is. not with the on their practice squad anymore. Um I'll
1: check, but I, I thought, thought, he thought was. at a moment I, mean? I thought there was a point where he was let go. Yeah, he? okay. Um What's it? first of all, which what's is, his name? Which is pretty
2: exciting. What's his name first I d- of all? I Tristan. Tristan.
1: Okay, I'll look it up. Um, anyway, that was a cool story. Yeah.
2: Um, which which you know, it's it's funny how just if this didn't happen, that wouldn't happen, you know, all that type of oh stuff. Oh no, yeah, he's still on
1: there. In fact, is that? Not only is he still on there, but he's been activated for a couple games.
2: And that's with the Eagles. Yeah. Okay. I thought, I thought you look a lot alike. Yeah. Of course, obviously. (laughs) Wow. Well, I mean, they even cut their hair the same way. They they
1: both have the goatee. Uh huh.
2: Yeah. When they wear the same clothes and cut the hair the same way, it it is kind of confusing. But yeah, they, um, he also said that they would switch classes. uh, (laughs) And so I would totally do that. Yeah. He had a lot, a lot of good twin stories. So that's good.
1: All right. We might as well talk about, um,
2: Number 31?
1: Number 31.
2: Wow. I don't know.
1: What can you say? Uh, I don't know what more we can say since we talk about him at length every week because he gives us reason to do so. You
2: can't have a show. It's like Here's two things. You can't have a show without talking about 31 and 54. You just can't have a show. And 13. We haven't talked about it yet either. No, not at all. So, So
1: Anton Winfield Jr., I mean – He's rapidly, it's hard to say this on a team that has Levante and uh-huh. Mike Evans, but he's really coming close to being my favorite player. Yeah. And this defense, when he needs a big play, who's going to make it? He does. More often than not, it's Antoine For Winfield. the little
2: guy, he makes it happen.
1: Oh, man. I mean, he just makes it all over the field. I mean, He had a sack yep. and an interception yep. and a fumble recovery, yes. amongst other things.
2: Yeah. And he was just warming up.
1: It's the second time this year that he's had a sack and a pick in the same game, and only him and... Alex Highsmith of the Steelers have done that twice this year. Mm -hmm. And this is the way I put it in a story I was writing earlier. I called him a chameleon on the defense because, okay, let's say I gave you this player's stat line, Mm -hmm. and it included 110 tackles, uh, five sacks, three interceptions, five forced fumbles, Mm -hmm. four fumble recoveries, and twelve passes defense, and said, "What position does does this player play? What would be your guess? I mean, you probably wouldn't guess defensive tackles because they're not going to get three no, picks. No, they're not getting picks. But you're probably not guessing corner because they don't have five.
2: They don't have five sacks, sacks right?
1: or four fumble recovers. Linebacker. You, you might guess linebacker. Yeah,
2: if you if if because because of, yeah. of all the
1: tackles. Yeah, because your outside linebackers probably aren't getting one hundred ten tackles. No." Hmm. I don't know if we need to put a position moniker on this guy. He just plays all over the place and makes plays at every level. He just does it. Nobody – okay, this only goes back to 99 because that's when they started regularly tracking fumble data. Uh But, okay, he's got five sacks, five forced fumbles, four fumble recoveries, and three interceptions. He's the first guy to ever do that in a season since 99. The first one – the only one. The only guy. Wow. Which is why – Again, I'm going to say again, I'm going to lose my freaking mind (laughs) if he is not a first-team All-Pro safety. Right. And I'm worried about Jesse Bates, and I'm worried about Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton, they were singing his praises up and down on primetime nationwide broadcasts. But— I'm worried that Winfield's exposure in primetime games
2: hasn't been enough. No, but I think because the Bucks are on a surge right now, he is going to get noticed. I think, and that's what happens when you start winning. I mean, you can play great and and not be on a winning team, and it kind of gets thrown by the wayside. But because the team is winning now and they have a shot, I, they're getting the Buccaneers are getting more love on national TV than they have. It's probably since the beginning of the but season, but they
1: didn't play a game on national TV the last no, two. No, they weeks, have not. Like, right? Cal Hamilton did. Yeah, I
0: Admit. will say
1: I'm glad the the pro the All Pro voting is done by media members, right. not fans. Not that fans are any less smart than media members, just that they are less likely to know all the players in the league. Correct.
2: They're going to know their guy.
1: They're going to know their guys. So we're not getting votes. You saw, I didn't get a lot of good. He didn't really get great votes in the Pro Bowl voting, no. which may not matter because players um, and coaches also vote.
2: That whole thing Don't get
1: me But started. um you know, does an Indianapolis Colts fan know how mm. Antoine Winfield's playing? Well maybe
2: did he how did he do against them? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that would be the only You're way have to look back. that would be the only way that they would know. But the
1: guy just And that's makes not place. saying
2: the Indianapolis Colts fan's not knowledgeable, it's just I just randomly just, picked a team. Yeah, I'm just saying it's just not it's not in their wheelhouse.
1: Um so Antoine, he's gonna be another guy that the Bucks have to do something about contract wise. Yeah, I
2: mean as much fun as this end of the season is, boy, the beginning of next season is sure gonna to be tough.
1: Okay. Let's let's break it down real quick. Really quick. You want here's the guys that you're worried about losing in yep, my mind. Right? Antoine. Yeah. Mike Evans.
2: Not necessarily in these orders.
1: Yes, not in any order. Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. And uh Levante. Those, Levante. And then also, this is around the time that when you have a very good first-round pick going into his fifth year, you like we did with Vita mm-hmm. Vea. So Tristan Wirfs may be in line for a new deal. Right. Um, so that's five guys.
2: That you have to think about. And, and you got one more you got to think about.
1: Which, who's that? And that's
2: 45. Devin White, You okay. have to think about him because mm-hmm. his contract is up.
1: It would be painful to lose any of those guys. Yeah. But you have to face the reality that
2: you can't keep them. All. Usually,
1: other than after the Super Bowl year, you usually can't keep them all. No,
2: so that's a thing to worry about. And you got to look at your guys that have got big contracts. What are you going to do with them? What kind of gear did they
1: have? Do you think Mike Evans is back?
2: You better be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if I had to put money on it, which I can't because I can't bet on NFL, um, I I don't I would say yes. Yeah, I don't.
2: I I don't have a reason not to. Well, I mean, I mean emotionally there's no reason to financially you got to make that call make because it it's going to be 20 plus a year and he's right? coming
1: off a fantastic season
2: no question
1: where he looked like he was 25 and not whatever right. he is but
2: i kind of treat him you know he's in that same Mike stott ron Day barber thing where you kind of want him to finish his sure. career Derek brooks he, Derek brooks yeah to finish here and Which not go Which could have away. been true for John Lynch. Right, John Lynch and Warren Sapp went other places, so I'm just saying. Um,
1: so Antoine, uh, you also have, and I'm not, pl- I'm not saying this would happen to any of these specific players, but you also have a franchise tag at your disposal, right? Um, if you are having trouble getting all of them signed, I'm just wondering what we're going to do. I don't. If know. if I knew, I wouldn't say it on this broadcast because then I would be. In trouble with Jason Light and company.
2: So I don't know. I don't think anybody knows yet because you have to wait until everything settles down and see where you are. But
1: I feel like Mike will be back, and I don't know this.
2: No, it's just your gut
1: feeling. I feel like Antoine. How do you let a player that good out of the building? You you try not to. And I feel like but, if Levante plays anywhere, it'll be here. But
2: you're in a situation where you're going to have to let a good player out of the building.
1: And Baker. Mm-hmm.
2: Is Baker your guy?
1: He's one of the guys.
2: And for future? Yeah, I want him okay. at least one more year. All right. All right.
1: But it's going to cost a heck of a lot more than the $4 million. So you just,
2: you just franchise him? That's what, $32 million?
1: I, I think you can probably get a lower cap hit yeah. with a contract. Okay. Rather than I, – I don't – you know, Tino um, Smith got three years and $25 million mm-hmm. per year, right. um, which is a somewhat analogous situation. He also has incentives in his – there's a contract, and I don't know if he's hitting him or not, that could take it as high as $105 million over three years, which is more right. like 35 So that's it's hard to imagine that you're not starting around that point mm-hmm. with Baker because it's the same thing. Right. It's, it's a very analogous situation. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I don't want to talk about contracts anymore.
2: No, no I want to enjoy the run. Uh, uh, another guy, uh, Yaya. We talked about him a little bit. Uh, how many sacks does Yaya have? Did he get one and a half, or was he? He had one and a half, half. in that game.
1: He has six point five on the season, which now has him tied for first
2: with Gaines Adams. For no, a no rookie. F-
1: no, no, he's third in team history if, if, among rookies. Okay. Santana Dotson, ten and ninety two, and, and Adrian Claiborne, Okay, 7.5 in 2011.
2: And Gaines Adams was 6, six. Right? Yeah. So he's he passed him. He passed him.
1: But what I was going to say, he's tied among NFL rookies for the lead. He's tied for the league lead in sacks among rookies wow. with, with uh, a, a guy in... And he uh, hadn't been playing all the time. With a guy in the Rams. It's either Byron Young or the other one. they got two guys near the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, Kalijah Cansey leads all rookies with 10 tackles for loss. And Yaya is second with nine. Right. Um, Yaya with the better sack total is... The guy that might start to get a little bit of uh, uh, talk, discussion about if it's a rookie of the year. I wouldn't have thought so a couple weeks ago. Oh, wow. But sacks like, are a big yeah, deal for awards right. voters, and he's tied for league lead among rookies. Um, push he probably it. has to finish strong
2: yeah. to have a shot. But it's pretty amazing if if he were to win that, to win it as a third-round draft pick. Now, do you, does he have to finish strong uh, the rest of the season? Or if they get to the playoffs, and you're finishing I, strong? You do, I'm pretty sure they all those count- awards
1: are voted for before the before, playoffs. Oh, okay. And the season ends, they vote. All right. They might not be announced until later, but they uh-huh. don't, the, the, what happens in the playoffs doesn't factor into the voting. Okay, model. okay. Um, if he were to win that... Michael Panic and I from the communications department at lunch today, he was the one doing it, looking through the list of previous Defensive Rookie of the Year mm-hmm. winners. And, and we had to go back 35 years to find one that was not either a first or second round pick. Really? And all of them, and oh, the vast majority of them, the vast majority of them were first round picks. You got the occasional exception of like Shaq Leonard, mm-hmm. who was a high second round pick. Um, but almost all of them were first round picks. You know, like last year with Sauce Gardner as an right. example. Sure. Um, mm. So it would be quite a, a feather in the cap of our uh, player personnel department if
2: uh, and he didn't if play. a third round pick and he didn't play the first few games. Oh, he played the first game for eleven snaps and then he was out. What? No, three? you're
1: talking about Elijah Kansas. Yeah. No, he, I'm talking about Yaya. Oh,
2: Yaya. Yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't play. Yeah, much.
1: he did. He's played in every game. Has I mean, he? his playing time has gone up as the yeah. season has gone on. Uh, let me see if I can find. I think it was 1988. Eric McMillan, a safety for the Jets. I'm pretty sure was I, the last one.
2: I would say Yaya's yeah, yeah, playing time has increased in the last month. It has it definitely. Okay.
1: Well, he became a starter about mid-season, uh, so it obviously increased at that point. Okay. I mean, but look. Like Sauce Gardner, first round pick. Mm-hmm. Most of these are very high first round picks too. Right. Micah Parsons, Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Shaq Leonard's the exception, Marshawn Lanimore, Joey Bosa, Marcus Peters, Aaron Donald, Sheldon Richardson, Luke right. Keekley, Von Miller, and Dominican Sioux, Brian Cushing, Jared Mayo, Patrick I don't know about Patrick Willis, but on and on mm-hmm. almost all first round picks. Right. And then not a not a third or later pick for thirty five years. Wow. By the way, I see on my, my board here, I, just, around said, here. I <laughs> just said and Sue, mm-hmm.
2: and I wrote that up there oh, so we would oh. remember. Didn't you say on the podcast last week? I think I said it in your, in the office afterwards uh, okay. when we were talking about, because J, because when we got JPP. done, JPP was let go of the Dolphins, and I said, well, maybe they'll get Indomitian. And then I said, <laughs> oh, but they already had him. Yeah. But he went down there. I don't think they, they signed him. They didn't sign him, but he did right. visit, so it's yeah. a possibility. Sure. And they're, you know, they're they're on a roll right now, so they may need them down the stretch. That's. That's the crazy part. Guys are out there. Veteran guys are out there, staying in shape, hoping well, to get picked up with a you know a playoff run.
1: Lenny Fournette got to play a little bit.
2: Uh yeah. He uh, did he do anything? I think he was returning kicks. Returning think, kicks? Yeah, for Buffalo. I think so. I think that's I think that's how he got in was returning kicks.
1: Uh, I need to look this up. You look it
2: up because see again you're you're wondering how I know these. What things. number is he wearing for them? I have no number uh, five. Okay. Uh, he ran
1: five times for twenty yards. So that's right. not terrible. No, nope. and he did return a kickoff for seventeen yards. There you go. I didn't
2: know that was part of his I, repertoire. I didn't think it was either, but I, I think they true. needed it.
1: So Peter Schrager of the NFL Network mm-hmm. threw out Yaya's name as defensive rookie of the year today.
2: Well, he, he I think he wants a Yaya jersey. Yeah, you know. But I
1: mean, that's. A couple weeks ago, I didn't think, I wrote a, I wrote an answer to a question in my mailbag about bucks that could win major awards. Uh-huh.
2: Well, that's a major award. I did not Christmas think. Christmas story. Major award.
1: You oh. talked about that movie last week, and I, I told you I don't like it.
2: Yeah, well, we all disagree, just so you know. We all,
1: everybody listening? Yeah, How they, do you know? Uh, you'll Write see. Write us in. It. Yep. Uh, if you
2: want to email Watched us, it. Watched it again yesterday. I don't know why you do that to Because it's so good. It's so good.
1: I Gave up after like 15 minutes because nope. it was one of the worst movies I've no, ever seen.
2: No, Continue. Uh,
1: if you have an opinion on...
2: Christmas Story.
1: Christmas. A Christmas Story?
2: Just... It's,
1: it's the one where the dude licks the lamppost, right? Yeah. Okay. No, yes. And there's a... Is there like a BB gun or something? Yes. Involved? Red okay. Ryder. Uh it's a terrible, terrible movie. It's but if awesome. you have an opinion on it, email us it's at
2: awesome. if you care about salty dogs. If you care about Christmas, it's an awesome movie. It'll, it'll, it'll
1: just it'll, watch it's a wonderful life. It's way better. It'll
2: warm your heart and it'll make you laugh. No, it'll bring back times when you were a child.
1: I didn't ever ask for a BB gun.
2: Well, see, uh,
1: You can email us with that or anything else. Can I please tell them the email address? You keep interrupting me. Stop. I know, but I I want to say something.
2: I want to say something.
1: You can email us at saltydogs at buccaneers.nfl.com.
2: I want to say it was a time when little boys wanted to be cowboys and Indians. Neat. Yeah. Cool. All right.
1: I don't particularly like old movies.
2: I don't know how to help you.
1: They're making so much new entertainment these days, you don't need to go back and watch old movies. No,
2: they're taking old movies and remaking them. That's all they're oh, doing. That sounds even worse. I know. Uh
1: Did you see the the uh, speaking of the Eagles a little while ago, did you see the Boston Scott Olaminus Zacchaeus play? No. Boston Scott was fielding a punt or I think, or a kickoff, but probably a punt. And his teammate, Zacchaeus, Oh, 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 blew him up. Really? Yes, yes, and I caused did. a fumble. Yes, that, that,
2: Eagles game, yes. That yes, it's just so funny. Yeah, he he, and not only does he hit him, he just blows him. Well, up. as they yeah. show
1: in the replay, he got shoved into him by a defender. Still, he got, he got shoved and turned around, and all of a sudden he realized he was running right at his teammate. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I can't yeah. I can't imagine they were happy teammates on the sideline after that one. No,
2: I think he really you know <laughs> dazed him there for a second. <laughs> Uh, so I didn't know the names of those people, but I did see it was the Giants. Well, one of, them's of them is hard
1: to say. Alameda me and, is...
2: and um Eagles.
1: When we talk about this playoff, this division title race, which yep. is down to the Bucks at eight and seven, mm-hmm. uh, this Fal- the Saints at se- seven and eight, and the Falcons at seven and eight, mm-hmm. in that order based on tiebreakers. Um, the funny thing to note about uh, so those are almost the same record, right? The Bucks have been a little bit better. Yep. You gotta go back and look at the effect. the Bucks were eight and nine last year, yeah, but they won the division. they did because everybody else was seven and ten, right. That made such a huge difference on the schedules that these teams had to play. Oh, yeah, the Buccaneers have a first place schedule. Yeah, they had the first place schedule, and thus the 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 three games third fourteen of the seventeen opponents for each of these three teams were the same. yeah, but there were three the the you get matched up. Um, with every season, the scheduling format matches one NFC division with another. So like this year, we played the all the teams in the NFC North, and everybody else in our division played all the teams in the NFC North. Uh, but the first-place team in our division would play the first-place teams in the two other NFC divisions, mm-hmm. that we, and that was the East and the West. Right. And then also, when, since the 17th game has been added – that one is based on record as well so we play the first place team in the AFC East okay so for us those three games were Philadelphia yep. Buffalo and San Fran correct so that's currently the top 2 seeds in the NFC
2: and a top one in the AFC well they're not, not number total, one total total but they're,
1: they're 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 on the roll too Yeah, they look like maybe the second best AFC team after mm, Baltimore yep meanwhile the Saints get to play the Giants, uh, the Patriots, ooh. and the Rams, who have been good. Yep. But still, but still. the Giants
2: and the Patriots have been terrible for most of the year. But in fairness, you don't know who's going to be good and who's going to be Usually, bad. Usually. Yeah. But I think if you looked at this list, you would have, before the
1: season, you would have said the Bucks have it a lot harder. Yeah. they Because all those
2: teams remained good. Right. The Giants got and a two lot. Two of them were on the road, and one was at home.s
1: And uh, the Giants got a lot worse. Mm hmm. For, against the Saints. The Patriots got a lot worse. Yeah. Rams got better. Falcons' three games were, were Washington, who've basically collapsed, yeah. although they did fight in sure. this last game. The Jets, okay. who've been pretty bad because of their quarterback situation, right. and Arizona, which is just bad.
2: Right. So, and yet
1: the Buccaneers have the best record of those three teams. Yeah. So we've got a better record against a harder schedule. Well, the now, we didn't win any of those games. No.
2: The other thing that irritates me is everybody's been talking about how bad the NFC South is, blah, 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 blah. But you start looking at divisions now, there's only one team or two teams that are really, really good in all the other divisions. Everybody else is, you know, hovering around the 7-7, 8-7. You know, there's there's none of those big, you know, other than um, if you take the East with the um, Eagles and the Cowboys, they're the double-digit winners other than that. There's...
1: Seven teams in the NFC that are either eight and seven or seven and eight.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But everybody always dogs well, the Bucks are in first place in the NFC South, which is a very poor division. Well, look at all of them and then decide. Look at the NFC West for crying out
1: loud. The NFC West. That's a weird choice. What are you talking about? Just look
2: at it. You got
1: the the San Francisco's to what? Maybe the best team in the yes. conference. The Rams are good. And you just said Seattle's hot.
2: What are the, what's the Rams in Seattle? Well, they're eight and seven. There right? you go. That's what I'm talking. Okay, about. but the Rams are playing great, and you said the, the yes, Seahawks are playing. I great. think the Seahawks are going to surprise everybody.
1: Well, else. the the um, NFC North, Detroit is the only team over five hundred. That would have been a much better example on your part.
2: Yeah. All right.
1: There's Chicago's
2: l- playing pretty well. All of a sudden. Yeah. They won three I and mean, four
1: comparatively to where they were. Yeah.
2: Well, they, they they close out pretty strong though. They can they can.
1: Wow. I think your point here is. Yeah. Other than the East,
2: no, there's no. Every yeah. other division only
1: has one. Well, two other divisions only have one winning team. Right. And then the West has two eight and seven teams.
2: Yeah, look at that AFC team that Jacksonville's in, the AFC yeah. South. Well, They're just killing it, right? Three eight and seven teams. There you go. That's what I'm saying. So parody is alive and well in the NFL. So it keeps everybody excited. All right. We got questions we do. from fans, but I got one more thing to throw at you. All right. Throw it at me. Totally random. All right
1: was down there on the practice field earlier today shooting our um, video with Ronnie Barber that they played oh, pregame. Oh, yep. And they were painting lines mm-hmm. on the
2: field. Yeah.
1: Rob, uh, Julian, and his crew. Okay. That's our head groundskeeper. Yes. Who has been with us for like 30 years. hmm And knows anything you would need to know. Correct. About groundskeeping. Yes. So I noticed, okay, uh, the goal line.
2: Yeah. Goes
1: it's like, I think, I think it is like 53 and a half yards wide. All right. It goes, it touches the sideline, goes all the way across the field and touches the other sideline. Right. However, all the other lines at five yards and 10 yards and 15 yards, all of them stop before what I found out was eight inches before meeting up with the sideline. Okay. They don't go all the way from sideline to sideline. They stop eight inches short on both sides. Right. Do you know why? Mm,
2: so that they know that they're in bounds. Yes. Is that the reason? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. Why are you shocked when I give you the answer? I didn't know the answer. Oh. Rondé Barber didn't know the answer. No. He didn't.
1: He'll tell you. He didn't know. Really? Yeah. He, at first he thought, I think I know this, but he couldn't think of it. And then when we asked Rob Julian, we both realized we didn't know this. Mm-hmm. So, George Toma, who they call the sod father, yep, yep. he's 94 years old and still involved in the NFL. Yep, yep.
2: still does the Super Bowl. Was with the Super, Chiefs. Yep.
1: I don't think he's the head guy anymore.
2: No, no, but he kind of comes in and blesses it. That's uh, good
1: to go. He, he was with the Chiefs, I believe, for a very long time mm-hmm. as their head groundskeeper. Um, <clears throat> basically the most famous NFL groundskeeper of all time. Yeah, And an innovator. He's the one who started doing this because he felt it would help the refs be able to tell... If the player's foot was in bounds, right? Because
2: there's clearness. There's, you, you know, yeah. if
1: you're stepping on the white of the, not the sideline, but the the yard line, uh-huh. it might be a little hard to tell if you're stepping on the white. Where does the yard line end, and mm-hmm. where does the sideline start? Correct. And sounds- so you take that eight inches out, and you don't have to worry about being confused by the white of the yard line. Right. Which is pretty. It's pretty good. Yeah,
2: that's a good little thing. It's also it it you know. It also lets the player know he's got some ground. See what I'm saying? See, yeah, the, see? I guess. So he could tap his toes.
1: I don't think you're usually looking at your feet when you do that, though.
2: Well, I don't know. Well, probably not. I guess. I don't. I personally, I don't know how you catch a ball and then put your feet down like that. Oh, I know. It's I, I mean, it's just amazing. But that that separates the really good to the, from the great. So. All right, was that your that was your last That's thing? That's my last point. Okay. Do you have anything you want to discuss? No, I I, I don't. I I um no. I, I the weather was nice for our game. I mean, you know, what more could you have? I Maybe mean, it just it just made the holidays very cheerful. I was thinking about that. Um it's hard enough and and I get it. And and I'm not looking for sympathy from anybody or anything. Um when you work the holidays you're used to it and you just do it. However, if you're working the holidays you sure like to have a win because <laughs> it yeah. just makes things easier. Right. You know, and you just feel better. And that's so that is the plus. So
1: There's okay, so the questions here. There's first one here is is an email from Elliot Lovejoy. You remember who that I is? Do. From Australia. Uh-huh. Um it's not actually a question. Did for he us. come? Yes. He was here. I came and met him. We spent some time together. When? Where? On Saturday.
2: He came here? Yeah. Really? Yeah.
1: So if you haven't listened to us before and read a question from this
2: Bucks, So he, ca- fan, he came here or did you yeah. go somewhere else?
1: Came here. I showed him around. Oh, wow. He's a, what are you, what are you He's a presenter. Or, so he's a radio guy. Mm-hmm. He also has a, I found out, he also does play-by-play for a rugby team. Oh. Which is his main job. Okay. The radio thing. He's a drive-time, he does a drive-time, drive-time show, show. Mm-hmm. Um, in, uh, I don't remember what part of Australia. He told me and now it's, I'm blanking on it. But still um yeah i showed him around we talked he interviewed me for a to put it on their wow radio
2: you are you're you're just a regular hog there at the with the publicity of the salty dogs
1: well you didn't want to come in on saturday i, I told really you didn't. yeah i know um okay i had things
2: to do on saturday
1: i see i he said something i'm like oh i want to remember that right um he uses the, the phrase bricking it bricking it yeah and in australia that means basically you know like in a a key situation, kind of shit in your pants.
2: Ah. Uh, so, bricking it. up. Bricking it. Oh. Uh, maybe bricking we'll, it. you know what? We're going to use that during our broadcast. Bricking it? Yeah.
1: It's probably better than saying shit in your pants. Yeah.
2: I'll talk to Gene about that and see if we can get, <laughs> if, if the opposing team bricks it, we're going to call it.
1: Oh, man. That quarterback just threw five straight incompletions. Yeah. He's totally he, bricking, bricking it. it. Yeah. Uh, I think I got that right. Oh. Um, check yeah.
2: on that. Cause I do want to use that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. In fact, it's funny. You said that Gene and I were talking about, we used to do code work. We used to do, uh, w- when I was with the sports station, we used to, um, to have you listen. If you listen to the broadcast, sometimes we would give you a word to hear like stink guy, something <laughs> like that, you know, some kind of weird word that Gene had to work into the broadcast. And when he did that, you had to remember what quarter it was. And then the next day, we would say, hey, when did Gene say Stink Eye? And you would call in, and if you were the right (laughs) caller and had it, you would win tickets to the next game. So it was recycling your listeners. And we were just talking about that. So, bricking it, huh?
1: I have have a friend who used to, years ago, occasionally give me words to see if I could work them into my stories on the website. Oh, I like that. I don't remember any of them. Yeah.
2: So have we heard from from him since the game? Because he he was at the game, so he must have really enjoyed it. I mean he certainly saw a great buccaneer game.
1: Yeah, what was the date of the game?
2: Uh 24th. Uh
1: no, he hasn't emailed since. Or maybe.
2: So that would have been that would have been pretty cool. No,
1: he emailed me later the same day. Okay. Um anyway, that well, was fun. I enjoyed job. meeting him. He uh-huh. seemed like a great guy. He is going to
2: be here in, Is he a younger guy?
1: Well, he's younger than me. Well, okay. Um he's going to be here Oh, he had a he had a Bucks flag tattoo on his no wrist. No way. He had a lot of tattoos. Yeah, uh, full, full both. Yeah, full. sleeves. But mm-hmm. he had um. Well, it was it wasn't like one okay. sleeve. Just it was a bunch of stuff. Right. But he had a Bucks flag on his uh, wrist. And he said it was one of the first ones he got. That is
2: very cool. Um, wow, that's that's uh, you know I get a check from the Buccaneers. I ain't got no Buck flag on me. <laughs> well, my aversion to
1: needles means I'm surely never. Yeah, you're a
2: not going down that road.
1: Uh, although I I do I like I'm kind of a fan. To be honest with you, of tattoos. Tattoos. I I mm-hmm. love the show, Ink Master. I uh, Love that. Show.
2: Well, those are artists.
1: Yes, they are. They
2: are. No. Have question. you ever seen the show?
1: Yes. They. So you know they do the they do those flash challenges, and it's it's like some other type of medium they're working in mm-hmm. and they're like just incredible artists
2: yeah it's not like they put a stencil there and
1: yeah no they yeah, yeah. i'm yeah. so impressed yeah. with, i mean sure the drama on the show is manufacturing kind of stupid, yeah with that always but the, the artistry part is very yes. cool um he's going to be in in u.s for like three weeks wow. and he's going to 14 sporting events
2: what a great holiday he's having he's
1: going to all three remaining bucks games including the one in charlotte Wow. I know he's going to a bowl game, I believe, in New York City. He's going to at least one NHL game.
2: Wow, they pay really good over there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, be,
2: you go to 14 be. events, if you figure... If, if Well, all the travel, If dude. you just go to 14 events, and let's just say it's a $100 ticket, that's $1,400. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you... Yeah.
0: You, you, you got to go do, do it upright. It's like going to Disney World, right? You got to no. go. Disney World. <laughs> what?
2: I'm not a fan. I understand that, but people are, and they like to go, and it's not cheap. Let's get to the actual questions. All right, go ahead. This
1: one from um, uh, Um. Alexander in in Brazil. Okay. Ahoy's Holiday Salty Ones. Ah. Hope this finds you both well. Now he's going to quiz you specifically. Uh Uh-oh. Here we go. I thought it would be fun if you could ask Mr. Ryan, who caught the longest pass yesterday And give him three tries. I don't think you will guess it right. I think you will. And you could have some extra fun this week. Since you did, thanks for reading.
2: The longest pass. Who caught our longest pass of the Jacksonville game? Gosh. I don't think it was Mike.
1: I'm not giving you anything. I'm I'm, blank faced. I know you are. You're
2: stoned. The longest pass. Wow. You got me stumped there. I All had right. too
1: much belief in you, Jeff. No,
2: I'm serious. I'm I'm kind of blanking we'll on. Well, take three guesses. Well, okay, we'll say Mike. Nope. All right. Um, our tight um No, that was a short. No, yeah, our tight end. Um, oh, Eighty. Oh, what's this? Yeah, I feel so embarrassed right now. <laughs> You're gonna edit this was, part out. Was that? No, I'm not. I'm not. I, I <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with this.
1: I know who you're trying to think of. You
2: know who I'm saying. Was it him?
1: So, do you mean number eighty-seven? Yes.
2: Yes. Payne Durham. Payne Durham. Payne. I apologize. I apologize.
1: It's fine. Yeah. That's we're salty dogs. We're old. We have memories. I had to
2: think. I had to. I when he said the longest, I was like processing. You remember the corner I re- route? It was a corner route. It was over the Dropped shoulder. It was great. great it was a great catch. Payne Durham.
1: He's had, I think, five catches this season, but he's had some big catches.
2: Okay. So I got that one. Yeah, I,
1: I, you got it within yeah. three. All right. I mean, with a little bit of assistance.
2: Yeah, yeah with, a, with a little assist. Okay. He's got I five don't...
1: catches for 58 yards.
2: My problem is I watched so much football <laughs> after that <laughs> game. Oh, did you? I actually watched the uh, the Nickelodeon version of the uh, Kansas City. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Is it fun? It is. It, okay. I, and you're I,
1: making fun of me watching the Barbie movie. Well,
2: I know. Well, I'm going to catch up on the Barbie movie. In fact, it was on it was on uh, the TV today, but I'm at work, so I couldn't watch it. Oh yes, I, sure. I saw it. I, sure. I've never watched a movie at I, too busy. Too busy movie at
1: work. Um, All right. Ready? Yeah, we got a real international flair. Right okay,
2: here. I like. Oh, you know, I w- I wonder if he's going to go to the game when they're, when they go to Brazil next year.
1: Oh, do you think you there's think... any possible question? I course, know that's, that's gonna a
2: hard. Help? That's going to be a hard ticket because that's a small stadium.
1: I think he might have said he hopes the Bucks are in it. Um, we yeah. we will not be in it. No, because we do not play. The Dolphins are almost certainly going to be in we it. We
2: all believe that. Yes,
1: because the Dolphins are the only team that has Brazil. As an international home marketing area.
2: Right, and we do not play the Dolphins.
1: Uh, And so it's almost certain that they'll be one of the teams in the game. And since we don't play the Dolphins, it won't be us. Right. Okay, this is a fan we've heard from before in Berlin. Uh Stefan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hello, Salty Dogs. Merry Christmas for you and your families. Thank you, Stefan. You Mm -hmm. too. I hope you had a wonderful time. After the 4-7 and seven moment, the excitement is back even stronger than the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. The playoffs are calling, hopefully with a 10-7 and seven record. I have a question to Co-Keefe's TD against the Packers. Sorry, a week late because of work as a policeman. I didn't know he was a policeman. I didn't either. One catch, one TD. I think he was effective, he put in quote, quotation marks, in Minnesota as well. A catch often means touchdown. I think he's saying throw yeah. it to Keefe, you get a touchdown. Yeah, okay. I would... I would be happy to have another option in the red zone and see that more often in the future. Let's go and sweep the Saints on New Year's Eve. Go Bucks! So that really wasn't a question.
2: No, it was like a statement. That's fine. Um,
1: But here's the point, though, Stefan. I think the reason why that play worked is because it was unexpected. Mm. So you don't start throwing to Coquif every time you get in. Right. He's going to be in the game to – Be or look like a blocker, Uh or maybe even block and then release. That's typically – it's like the fullback play that teams always used to run, but they don't have fullbacks anymore. The fullback runs through like he's the lead blocker. They fake the handoff behind him, and the fullback just then turns out towards the sideline. I feel like that play worked 100% of the time back when teams used it. So this was a similar play to that. Okay, good. Um, Yeah, I mean, yes. He can be helpful in the red zone, but you don't want to go that well very often. Right. Especially when you have a guy like Mike Evans. By the way, we didn't talk about Mike Evans.
2: No. We, we we talked about how we need to re-sign him. Yeah. All right, what do you say, timeout? Well, timeout
1: Evans? from the from the mailbag real quick.
2: Yeah, because Mike Evans. Mike
1: Evans caught two touchdown passes yeah. to move to 94. He broke a tie with Devontae Adams and Rob Gronkowski yep. uh, to move into 12th place all alone. He's now five behind Don Hudson for 11th place. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then six behind, I can't remember who, for 10th place. Um, Again, what more can we say?
2: You can't. But you you can't say, whatever you say, it is not enough.
1: I think I've said it on this podcast already, so I'm sorry for being a broken record. We started the season wondering what Mike needed to do to get to his resume to make him a Hall of Famer. At this point, nobody questions he's a Hall of Famer. It's just is he a first ballot? And he sure seems to be getting closer and he, closer to that. He
2: has thirteen touchdowns in five in in at least five seasons. The only people who have done twelve. that are in twelve seasons.
1: He said twelve or more in five seasons.
2: Okay. And so the only people who have done that are in the Hall of Fame.
1: Jerry Rice, Marvin Harrison, Terrell Owens, and somebody else very yeah. famous uh,
2: somebody else very famous in the hall of fame it's not only me that has this brain part. well i remember three of them jerry
1: rice terrell owens marvin harrison and randy moss hmm. they're all in the hall of how fame. did you how did we forget randy? they're the only and now mike joins them as the only five guys that have five or more seasons with 12 touchdowns
2: yeah catches. that's pretty good criteria to say you should be in the hall of
1: famous. he leads the he leads the nfl in touchdown catches now over tyreek hill uh-huh. um yeah I, that, yeah, I guess we don't have to, to
2: draw. Yeah, in I, I mean, you know what the problem is with Mike is I don't think there's a problem. Well, with Mike. no, it is, it, and it's unfair to him. Oh, okay. is that he just does so many fabulous, phenomenal catches that you just go, oh, that's Mike. You know, it's just like, oh yeah, that's Mike. Um, but I was very, very excited for him, and I like Gene's call because uh, he touched down, and then he says, "Merry Christmas, Mike." <laughs> so that's pretty funny.
1: So the, the the three yard touchdown pass, mm-hmm. I loved, yeah. because I have said before that when you're down there, like first and goal from the two or three, uh-huh. it doesn't have to be that complicated, no. and you don't have to run a fade. No. You can run a very split your best guy out to one side, all mm-hmm. alone, mm-hmm. and run some very simple pattern. You know what his pattern was. They called it an out on next-gen stats, but it was really a pivot. Do you know uh-huh. what a pivot is? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You do? He goes out, spins well, he starts around. In.
1: You start in. He, he Well, you could do it either way. But right. in this case, he, he just basically takes a couple steps into the end zone. The defender's right there. He's on the inside of him. He cuts briefly towards like he's going to run an in. And then you stop, and you pivot with your face turning towards the quarterback.
2: And there's the ball.
1: No. You pivot, and then you go in the other direction, and... Uh, and in in this case the defender was so badly thrown off by the pivot that Mike was open by like 3 yards. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's like in the Super Bowl, Keenan McCardle's two yeah. short touchdown catches were just the simplest little routes. You don't have to run a fade to the back. Coaches corner.
2: don't have to outthink themselves.
1: Well, I think Dave Canales is doing a great job. Yeah, I agree. Um and then the second one was a much more difficult play. That one he had to split two defenders. It was basically a skinny post and he made a you know, a leaping, yeah. diving a Mike catch, a
2: Mike Evans catch
1: between two defenders. Mm-hmm. That one, according to sets, had a 29.6% chance of being completed. So, great pass, great catch.
2: That's great.
1: All right, back to the emails. All right. Got two more. All right. This one's from Daniel in Palm Harbor. All right. Ahoy, Salty Dogs. Hope you guys had a great Christmas and we holiday. did. I did. I'm smiling from ear to ear right now. Mm. That was the best game we've played all season. I agree. I think it was, right? I do. I mean, the New Orleans game was pretty good but this one was probably the best. I thought
2: one. the Minnesota game was pretty good. It was a good way to start. But, yeah, New Orleans was a good benchmark, and then you had the Packer game beat the Saints game, and I think this game was even better than the Packer game.
1: We're 60 minutes away from a four straight playoff appearance mm. and third straight division title. So close. We made a statement win by winning our first game with a team See? with a winning record. There
2: you go, statement. But, you know, when you look at Green Bay, Green Bay beat Kansas City. You know, so I I don't. Does know.
1: Minnesota not have a win? Are they seven and eight? Uh,
2: I believe they are.
1: And Green Bay seven and eight.
2: Yep. And we're eight and seven. Uh, the only re- the only one negative
1: is we can't score a touchdown on our first drive. Yeah,
2: oh yeah, I know. Every week yeah, every we're week. moving the ball down. Like, so let close. this be the one. And I happens. know here it comes. I got the card ready to go. We've
1: been doing a good job of scoring on our a touchdown a on our second drive mm-hmm. every game, and hopefully that will happen this week. My question is, how many free agents do we have after this season? Oh, Wow. And what's the salary cap situation since we took a big hit last year when Brady retired? Mm-hmm. Thanks again for reading email and answering my questions on a weekly basis. Yep. Um,
2: you answer that, Scott. Okay.
1: I'm going to have to look it up. I wish I had prepared. Yeah. Um, yeah the, uh, the thing about Brady, though, um, the, we took the cap hit all of it this yeah. year. Yeah. Well, so you, you ripped he's the band-aid not a, off. He's not an issue next nope. year. Nope. Which was a good move, as it turns out. In
2: hindsight, it looks like a brilliant maneuver.
1: All right, Brilliant. cap tracker uh-huh. here on Spot Track, 2024. Uh, we're, we're not bad, but that's because we got a lot of guys we need to sign. We right now we're estimated to have 47 million dollars of cap space, uh-huh. um, which isn't bad. That's 11th, but right. that's without these guys under contract: Baker, Mike, Lamonte, yep. Antoine, mm-hmm. Devin.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, the free agents. That we will have next year, I mean, that we could potentially have because you can get some of them signed right. um, before they become free agents and hopefully will, or you can also use the franchise tag. Mike Evans, Devin White, Levante David, Baker Mayfield, Greg Gaines, William Golston, Matt Filer, Antoine Winfield, Aaron Stinney, Chase Edmonds, Ryan Neal, Zach Trinner, the long snapper, Chase yep. McLaughlin, Cam Gill, <coughs> D Delaney, Nick Leverett, Justin School, Devin Tompkins, Brandon Walton, and David Wells. Wow.
2: But you know what? Let's not worry about Every team about has a list like yeah, this, by the way. let's not worry about that until after the season's over with sometime in Fair February. Fair enough. How's that?
1: Let's, I'm going to click on this market value, though. Okay. Their
2: estimated market
1: value for Mike Evans is...
2: 32. Million. 23.5. Okay. A year.
1: For Devin, they have him at 20.1. Mm-hmm. They don't have anything listed for Levante for some reason. Right. For Baker, they have him at seventeen.
2: Wow, that's if you can get Baker for seventeen. That's a year, lower than that's, I expected. Yeah, if you can get that,
1: and Antoine for eighteen point two. They they may
2: they may have that in there now because the playoffs aren't there yet. So
1: who knows? Yeah.
2: Anyway, what I say about it or what
1: Trek says about it has nothing to do with what the team and yeah. his agent are. So are going to say about. So about it. It's yeah. completely irrelevant.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's all fine and dandy.
1: One more from Mark Rice. I think that's the Mesa guy. Yep, Mesa. Mm -hmm. Mesa, Arizona. Merry Christmas, Dogs and fellow Bucks fans. Ho, 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 four in a row. At risk of sounding completely unoriginal after these past few weeks, I'm all in on Baker as our quarterback of the foreseeable future. Okay. I, would like, I would like to see him throw the ball away more willingly when his first reads aren't open, as the recent sacks tend to have come from holding onto the ball too long. Yeah. And while it is yeah. great to have a quarterback who doesn't shy away from contact and is willing to lower his shoulder to get those extra hard-fought yards... I'd still be clapping if many of those runs ended in slides. Right. These minor tweaks aside, he seems to be knocking on the door of becoming a truly elite NFL quarterback. Oh. To have a guy with this much upside already in the building with a good number of with a number of good years in front of him feels like a unique opportunity for us. It is. Baker just shot to the top of my admittedly lengthy list of offseason priorities. I think he's a quarterback we can build around and hopefully keep some of our impending free agents to play with. I'm all in. Go Bucks, Mark from Mesa. Uh,
2: like what he says. Like what he says. It's a
1: it's a well laid out argument for re-signing Baker Mayfield. I
2: think the part that that I don't I don't know if we fully we you and I kind of do, but the impact he has on the team and how the players respond to him and how he interacts with everybody in the organization. Um, I it, it's it's funny because um not all players are that way you know they'll act differently with the football staff compared to what we consider ourselves as the business staff but he he'll trade barbs with anybody he's he's yep. very personable uh and it's not fake that's that's the part i like it's not he's not glad handing you because well i think this is what i need to do yeah so
1: very genuine guy mm-hmm. um i think that's part of what has made him a good leader. He said himself the other day. He's like, I don't really try to lead. No, I just try to be one of the guys. Yeah. Well,
2: he is one of the guys. Um. So he's done. He did some pretty. Sp- um. He's done some really nice things quietly.
1: In the community. Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: in the community for the team guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. For like.
1: Equipment, guys, like equipment
2: guys, especially around the holidays. Yes, he was very generous. Yeah, I, He
1: has won over the entire building. There's no doubt whatsoever. I don't know what's going to happen. I want to emphasize that again. I have no inside information None. on what the Bucketers want to do with Baker. He says he would like to stay, so sure. he likes it here, I guess, is the way to put it.
2: Yeah, well,
1: I, I, but again, I feel like I just feel like it's going to happen.
2: Well, I yeah, That's no inside information. No, I mean because of the way everything's trending. Of course, you're going to feel that way. But I kind of lean towards you know, for it to happen, the club has to want him, and he wants has to want to be here because he could be a guy. And that, he says he does. Yeah, and he could be a guy. He could be this guy that he gets an opportunity. He it unfolds, but now the market's wide open, and True. someone else is going to look and go, wow, you know, we we can get Baker Mayfield. Uh, Heisman yeah. Trophy winner. There's look at experience. Some, you know? There's got
1: to be some advantage, though, to staying in the same system with an organization that you fit in with so well.
2: Well, if you look at his career with Cleveland, how many head coaches he's had? He had how know. many offensive court? Right. Almost every year they so were stability changing. Would be stability nice. is everything, and the key I got was at the podium Sunday night. He said he's having more fun yeah. than he has in five years, and to me, that just speaks fire. And here's a guy that's been knocked around. He's made some money. He's been knocked around. You know, sometimes you just you just want tranquility in your life.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I I want to make sure I'm not putting words in his mouth. I think what he has said is he really likes it here. Mm-hmm. He likes yours. I don't know if he's said the words "I want to stay here." Right. I don't, I don't think he's answered it in that. No. He hasn't said the opposite either. No. But when asked about this, obviously this is a thing that is a matter for the off season. Mm-hmm. Same thing when Todd Bowles is asked for. But he does say. How much he likes the organization, how much he likes the team, how much fun he's having. Yeah. So it's been good. I don't know if he said the words "I want to stay here." He might have, but I don't remember. Yeah, I
2: don't remember. But that. I don't want
1: to put words into his mouth. But
2: I remember him saying that he's having the most fun, and I put a lot of lot of credence in that because when good. you're having fun, yeah. that means you're in a good environment, and well, it everything. motivates you also to try
1: to get something done. Well, it's
2: like it's like your job. You know, you love you love what you do for a living, but uh, the organization you're with is not exactly where you want to be. You, even though you that love what happen. you do, you're not talking can, about you or me. No, no, I'm just talking about in general. I don't care what you do for a living. If you love what you do, but if if the th- people the right around thing. you is not, you know, it's not great, you're not having a good time, and that's when you got to make changes. Yeah. When I it comes
1: think, to being a football player, and especially quarterback, I think another factor of the equation though is, do you think you can win?
2: Right, where you're at? and well, I think I think him and Dave Canales have grown together. And that could be, hey, what can we do? Because if you don't win the Super Bowl this year, next year you might be thinking, hey, I got a better shot. You know, or, I would
1: think unless things go really badly in the next few weeks, you'd have to believe that you can win here.
2: Yeah. No, I. I like I said, I'm not going to get too high right now. I mean, I just need one more win to to get us to the playoffs. That's I swear
1: Yeah, I hope next week we aren't talking. If about I'm
2: that. salty next week, watch out. That's all I can say. I just
1: you could never you, you can't I feel like we're playing better than the Saints right now. Mhm. But you can never know for sure. This in a game against New Orleans.
2: Well, I was just going to say these two teams just don't like each other. I
1: don't I don't think I would have thought we would win 26 to 9 there in Week 4. No.
2: No. I thought we'd I thought we'd win, but I didn't think like that.
1: And so you, know, you can't I can't just sit here and confidently go, We're gonna win this game mm-mm. because we're better than them and we're at
2: home. Now Todd Bowles does have success against them. So
1: Well the last couple of years have been good. Yeah. So, but before
2: that. But, all right. but that is the uh but but that is that's the thing. One out of two, take care of business early. And besides, it'll just feel better to win the I wanna division. win it by beating I, the Saints. I wanna win it because you beat the Saints and because everybody said the Saints were gonna win the division. Yeah. That's why and I And they've
1: been, they were saying it through most of the season. Mm-hmm. They're it gonna, would be weird to win a division in a season in which you lost six games in a seven week span. Yeah. Hey, listen. Wouldn't that be weird? I,
2: don't matter how you what do a weird it, it's, yeah. It's very, very strange. To go okay. ten
1: and seven but one and six in a span is just strange. I anyway, enough I, of that.
2: I know. I am done. I am too. It's good.
1: It's about time to go home.
2: It is. It totally It's totally is. dark outside. It, and everybody left. I've been watching. There's nobody every- in the parking yeah, lot. <laughs> listen. This is you and me. Listen, when I see Brian Ford leave before <laughs> yeah, me, man, I know man, it's man. trouble. And he left 15 yeah, minutes ago. So it's so. a
1: competition between you and me. Yeah. Gonna be and I'm, I'm,
2: out. I'm out as soon as oh, I, I'm back in this. I'm not even. This is not going to get loaded until tomorrow. I got you. All, All right. right cool. Since you did. Thanks for listening.